This is Chantel Lopez, and I am here with Deborah Colway. This is going to be episode 22 of the Thinking Pilates podcast. And um, as it usually goes, Deborah and I have been chatting for a while now, about 40 minutes, about her recent uh, debut on a panel discussion at the PMA conference all about Eve Gentry. And I want to just launch into this because there's something that has come up in our conversation that's making me um, just like get a little bit excited and, and like, I don't know, I think there's something there. And and the thing is, um, and we'll go into this in detail and uh, Deborah certainly can talk to you all more about this, but Something that's come up, which seems really interesting and relevant to me in terms of my experience with Pilates and with movement and with working with people is that it is perhaps not as important the what that we do, but the how we do what we do. And so um, one of the questions that they were discussing on the panel recently was about how Eve's work had influenced the Pilates method. And um, what we've been talking about is that perhaps that's a strange kind of question. And to me, it feels a little bit more relevant to ask, how do we as people influence each other and then the, the work is just the work, like whatever it turns into, it turns into like Pilates is Pilates and whatever we do as individuals is what we do as individuals. But it's not so much that we influence a body of work, which feels uh, often fixed until it's not right. And so how do we as individuals influence each other? And it's more about mm, the who and the how rather than the what. Does that make sense to you, Deborah, in terms of what we've been talking yes. about? Yeah, I think so, sure. So so what what can you say about that? I mean you you have mentioned several times now um the impact that Eve had on you and, and you said just a little bit ago that, you know, when you showed up you didn't know what Eve was gonna teach you. You were open to whatever she was gonna give you. You didn't know like was it gonna be Pilates or was it not going to be Pilates? And I don't know, to me that feels like the more important question, the bigger question, certainly it feels like that's what I have to offer when I'm teaching teachers when I'm or students, when I'm in that intimate relationship with somebody where I'm trying to hold space, um, uh, you know, somehow facilitate um, information, awareness, whatever it might be, that it's not about the vehicle. It's about the relationship somehow. What do you think about that? Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously we came together, um, she and I, around the Pilates method in the sense that that's how I knew who she was. You know, it was, um, it was, at a dance medicine conference in San Francisco at St. Francis Memorial Hospital that I met her and it was the Pilates P 
people who were opening up the, who were guests at this dance medicine. There was a dance medicine wing that James Garrick was a pretty well-known orthopedic surgeon and had the, the PT um, aspect of St. Francis Memorial Hospital. So he was, he was giving his blessing to this whole other aspect, which was the dance medicine people. And it was all Pilates people who were involved, and it was the Pilates um, equipment that was being used. But um, why I say that, it, uh, why I said that it, I didn't really know what exactly I was going to do with Eve is because I didn't necessarily go to her to learn the Pilates repertoire. I was going to try and understand and learn what her unique take on teaching movement and teaching people. And honestly, I wanted to learn that. I wanted to learn how she put her hands on people and what she saw and how the healing occurred and how the magic occurred. Because what I had witnessed honestly looked like magic to me at that point. I was a lot younger. And, um, you know, it, it really did. It, it looked like magic. And uh, just also because it might be relevant to stick this little bit of information in, uh, when I first came back to Boulder after meeting Eve and being at that conference, I did invite Eve to come to Boulder to do a workshop for anybody who wanted to come, but, you know, me and my students and the couple of other teachers that were in Boulder at the time. And she she uh, had to decline because she didn't feel well enough. And so that's how I met Michelle Larson because she sent Shelly in her place. Mm -hmm. And so... Michelle did a wonderful workshop and stayed at my house and taught private lessons. I had a studio in my home at the time, and I was equally blown away by Michelle and, you know, just spent months and months after that kind of in a kind of a spasm of trying to figure out what should I do, what should I do, because I, I, wanted, I wanted to go there, and yet I felt like I couldn't leave my, you know, my my home and my work and all my students and everything. And then, um, actually, it was through a conversation I had with a cousin of mine, uh, exactly my age. She's an attorney from the East Coast, me too. But anyway, she came through Denver to, um, she was working on something uh, with her job. Anyway, and um, we spent basically 24 hours together, and I don't think we slept and we just talked and talked and talked. And by the end of it, she kind of reminded me of our grandfathers. That's how we're cousins. Our grandfathers were brothers. And just kind of like, you know, are, are we mice or are we men? You know, kind of feeling it was like, are you going to do this or not? You know, like Deborah, she says to me, like, what are you, why are you even questioning this? You know, just, you're on fire. you got to go do this. You know, so that's kind of the backdrop there. And, um, it felt to me like one of those moments in life where I just, I, I just, if I was going to turn my back on this, it was going to be bad. And there was something just really important and right for me and my life that I needed to go hang out with these people. And um, so I went there, and we, and we did have lessons. You know, in the beginning, she, she did try to keep to a schedule and you know we made lessons and we had 
had lesson plans and then we had I had reading assignments and we had meetings and all of that. But inevitably what happened was that we'd get going, she'd be teaching me some, some Pilates, for example, and then she wouldn't particularly like the way I was doing it. So <laughs> then it would you know, so then it would turn into this whole other thing that would dissolve into her way of working with me, which wasn't just to keep, you know, drilling me on the Pilates exercises. It, it, it always it always shifted and turned into something else. So, um, and that's the flavor of it. That was the flavor of it. And not, who knows how much any one of us who have kind of moved who knows how much any one of us who who see ourselves as a little bit more improv, improvisorial, improvisorial, um, uh, you know, would be if we weren't steeped first in a very strong technique and a, and a method, you know, it's like the method is based on concepts. Eve always said we teach concepts, we don't teach exercises. So it's it's kind of like how much time do we spend preparing ourselves to be able to just stay open to what's happening right in front of us. So there's the relationship aspect. You know, but would we actually be able to do that if we just kind of like shot ourselves out of the egg? You know, we never actually had done the training. And, you know, if we hadn't done the training also. Yeah. Well, it, it's funny that you mentioned egg because it's feeling a little bit like it's the what came first, the chicken or the egg in my own brain as I think about this because I, I think about one concept as and this is an analogy I always use because I am a writer. And so for me, my, you know, education and, and much of my formal training before Pilates was as a writer. And it's like, you got to learn the rules, right? You got to learn the rules. You've got to learn the framework. You've got to learn, you know, how to construct a, an appropriate and effective, you know, powerful sentence, paragraph, you know, essay, etc. But then once you know all of that stuff, and it's because you know all of that stuff, then you can improvise and then you can break the rules and then you can get creative and then the sky is the limit, right? It, it feels a little bit like there's a parallel with the Pilates uh, method. It's like you learn the work, you learn the details, the minutia, the framework, the orders so that you can move beyond them use them at will, but not be, uh, incredibly stalwart and attached to them as the, the only option. But then on the other hand, it does feel like, um, I'm not showing up as a teacher to teach Pilates because it's just a tool and I don't have any idea what the situation is going to present. And so what I'm always showing up for is the relationship Right. And, and the method is just a cool thing, a valuable thing to have at my fingertips. But so whether I'm teaching a student or I'm showing up as the student, 
I'm really showing up for the person that's teaching me whatever they're teaching me, not the thing they're teaching me. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, too, not only is it, you know, so whether it's writing or music or movement, any of these disciplines that we involve ourselves in, um, you know, thinking again, the, the, you know, Eve's legacy, if you want to talk about it that way, or, you know, what I learned from her or what is particular about that experience and I think how come she got to develop the work that she developed and the way that she did it is again and again and again, and this is something you and I have talked about, it's time alone working on yourself. Mm-hmm. And I do think that that is distinct from going to a studio and taking several lessons a week or classes. And obviously, clients, students, whatever you want to call them, people who just want to do the Pilates method, they don't need to do that. That's not their motivation. But from a teaching perspective, it is a different kind of teaching. It's necessarily going to manifest differently if you spend hours and not, you know, rolling around on the floor is how I put it. But, you know, <laughs> he was a, like those of us who, you can't, so, you know, Shelly says in that DVD, you have to remember first and foremost, he was a dancer. So mm-hmm. Shelly was a dancer. I was a dancer. You know, we're not saying, I'm not saying that Pilates was for dancers. We know now, you know, that that was untrue. It was just that a lot of dancers were attracted to the work. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's something about being a person who explores movement. And as a dancer, we were all modern dancers, so we had a lot of experience with choreographing. You know, we, had, we took composition classes. And there's, you know, when you're a ballet dancer, you're rarely asked to choreograph, right? But as a modern dancer especially in those times, you choreograph. Mm -hmm. Um, And you do a lot of improvisation, and that's part of your training. And so it's just kind of normal to make up movement and to explore movement and explore your body in space in those ways. And um, I think I just a little bit lost my train of thought here, honestly, but... Again, that, that's who she was, and you can't, take, you can't separate that from what she ended up teaching us. And that was also so much of what we all did when we were with her, was have to, have to explore on our own bodies. And I don't mean, like, practice. I don't mean practice the Pilates ourselves. That's mm-hmm. one thing. I mean, literally, it's just exploring movement. Mm-hmm. Well, I think and, um, I think that's yeah. what I mean. So, so that, so that, yeah, so that, um, that's unique, right? That's not just going to class and learning stuff and getting better at it and then leaving. Yeah, and I think that's what I mean when I say we show up for the relationship, the person, the conduit of the what, not the what. I mean, even if we show up for the what at first. 
right? Like we show up for Pilates at first because of the impact it's made on us, on our body. It's helped us to achieve something that, that we're showing up for the what, but ultimately what we're getting is the, the who and the how, and, and then underneath all of that is the why, right? That, that mm-hmm. like buoys the, the who and the how. Um, and so, I mean, I, as you said, I mean, I love Pilates. I think it's incredibly valuable and yet it's not what I'm invested in necessarily. I'm invested in something more and Pilates happens to be the conduit or a conduit for, you know, from which I can be in relationship with other people. And I mean, this is like, um, this is not necessarily specifically about Eve. And yet it seems like Eve is the epitome of this idea, right? In this context, she's an example. She also, um, she also, you know, part of her, part of what she brought to this whole thing was her study of Laban and movement analysis. So she was the dancer, you know, the choreographer, but she also, um, knew the Laban method, and she uh, was one of the people that started the Dance Notation Bureau in New York City, so she she studied and understood movement efficiency and analysis of movement and the whole, she, uh, you know, the Bartenius fundamental work, which was part and parcel of what we all learned as modern dancers, too, so there was something about understanding and working with the whole concept of effort. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so that was all part of it too. She was very very smart about the body, and um, knew like she knew how the body works. Mm-hmm. And you know, te- technically, if you want to say that, and then also very very much experientially. So um, when it came to being, you know, her her ability to really work with a, a wide variety of people coming to her with all kinds of issues. Um, she knew she knew how to kind of get I don't know how to say this, how to start at ground zero in a way and just get the body to relax, get the body to breathe, get the body to start slowly letting go of the tension patterns that were that were that are causing the pain, that are causing it to limit itself, that are getting in the way. And that whole process of of being supported and learning to relax and learning to breathe and learning not to push too hard and to overdo is not only, you know, physical but it's this huge other knowing of ourselves that, you know, it's breaking through so much of our habitual tendencies to relearn, to reawaken, to trust, you know, and all of that stuff that it, that it becomes the body then is the vehicle through which we become the humans that we become. We're not just 
the machine, you know, trying to like retool ourselves and get back out on the road. And, you know, if I could say one more thing, one of the, one of the biggest things for me when I first went to her was I was, you know, I was a dancer and I was still dancing somewhat professionally, if you want to call it that. It's like, it was still my identity. And I thought, and I was young, you know, I thought I was pretty, good and um, I'll never forget you know like the first time she takes she's like okay we're gonna do some mat work you know and there I am doing my single leg circles and my leg is clunking every time it goes around the circle you know she's like whoa whoa we're not having that mm-hmm. you know and she like because one of the things I really prided myself on was you know I had a lot of range and um she really took all that away from me like, I went from being the person who had the huge leg circles to lying there doing knee-sters. <laughs> you know, and that was um, both kind of humiliating on the one hand, but it was, again, it's like I want to use it as an analogy or a representation of what that process of being with her was. It was a huge trust thing. Like, you kidding me. You're not letting me do my leg circles? You're going to make me lie on the floor and do these meesters? What is this shit, you know? And it was kind of like, oh my God, I really signed on for this, didn't I? And she stood over me, this tiny, tiny, fierce woman, you know, and wouldn't let me increase my range until I could do a meester that was smooth and even and round, you know, and then little by little by little work my way up from there. And each step along the way, if I clunked, I had to go back and get it, get it again. And um, so that's just an example of, of the whole, the whole time being there, you know, it's just, being willing to, I don't know what, be that vulnerable, go back to such basic, basic stuff. But then I saw, I saw the magic. I saw how it worked. And so I, I did trust. Mm-hmm. So, um, <clears throat> so if somebody, if yeah. somebody's listening and they're wondering, uh, more about Eve Gentry, what, what direction are you going to send them? Like literally, um, well, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> there's, you can go to the core dynamics website and, uh, I believe there's, things on that website. Kevin Bowen is in charge of that website now. But there are there are um, there's a really beautiful DVD that Marion Kessel uh, produced along with Michelle Larson and that was the DVD that we showed at the at the panel at the PMA this year. And the PMA sells that right now. So if you go to they have a store, the Pilates Method Alliance uh, website, they have a Door where they sell products, various products, and that's one of the products that they sell. There's another film of Eve's. Um, it's from a workshop that she taught in Santa Fe in 1991. It's like the last, one of the last things she did. Uh, 
and you could ask either the core dynamics people or you could ask the PMA how to get a hold of that. I, I don't know how one gets it anymore, mm-hmm. but I imagine it's available. Um, and Michelle Larson has a, has, she still has, I believe, a website. You can look her up. She's not teaching that teacher training program anymore, but she teaches a lot. She still teaches in Santa Fe. So Michelle Larson Pilates, probably. Um, and she could probably lead you uh, to that. And um, otherwise, you know, I love teaching this work. And uh, this year I'm going to be putting together, I've taught it a lot, but I gave myself the sort of task that this coming year I'm going to really force myself to put this material together in a way that um, is more reproducible so that I'm not improvising every single time either. <laughs> um, but, you know, I've done it. I've done it in a two-hour format. I've done it in a four-hour format. I've done it in a six-hour format. I have some people who are asking me to come and essentially just, you know, mentor them. They, like, teach me everything, you, you know, that you remember from, from your work with Eve Gentry. So that kind of thing makes me realize that I have to really put the material together. And so that's really where I'm headed and what I want to be doing. Yeah. It's a question of disciplining, disciplining myself. Yeah. And, Deborah, will you, tell, will you tell folks how to get in touch with you directly should they have questions or have be interested in this? Absolutely. They can email me at um, thecolway, K-O-L-W-E-Y, at gmail.com. And also, Pilates Anytime, if you go on there, um, if you go to the, the Legacy Project, there are several of us who've done interviews on Eve, and um, so myself, Michelle, Suzanne Gutterson. There is a gentleman whose name I can't remember right now, but he's a physician in Santa Fe. One of the, I think he was a, might have been an orthopedic doctor, um, and he was one of the people that sent a lot of his patients to Eve. He worked with her himself, um, and. Um, I don't know. I know Shelly and I have both done what they call little tutorials on the Pilates Anytime website, so sharing specific bits of Eve's technique. So, And I'll be going back in, in 2016 and doing a little more of that. So Pilates Anytime is also a really good resource. Excellent. Great. Um, if you want to go to Santa Fe and study with Michelle, that's a really great thing. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And and thank you for coming back fresh from the PMA and, and just, you know, giving us some perspective on the conversation that you had and sharing with us a little bit about your own personal experience with Eve. I'm sure folks are brimming with curiosity. Um, as I know, I uh, was the first time I was exposed to Eve and now am kind of re- uh, re-inspired and curious all over again. So thank you, Deborah, for spending some time Welcome. talking about that with us. And I think that's it. Yeah, it was. It was very. Yeah, it was just. It was very lovely to be there and to honor her and also Michelle 
and uh, to put it in its little place in history. Yeah, yeah. And to go forward. I mean, all she ever wanted too, of course, would be that we that we all keep going. And I know it's time to end, but I just want to say one more thing that she always said to me, regardless of what it, what it is, you know, she would say, "What are you doing?" And do you love it? Mm. We should maybe end every podcast with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? So everybody just do a little check-in with themselves. What are you doing? Yes. And, and do you love it? Do you love it? Yeah. 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 Excellent. So Thank perfect. Thanks, Chantel. Yeah. Thanks, Deborah. Yeah. All right, everybody. Until next time. All the things that make you sing and tap your little toes. Oh